0: Welcome to I'm Obsessed With This, the Netflix podcast about the shows and films viewers cannot get enough of, sort of like how some people, Chelsea Peretti not included, can't get enough hugging. And today I'm joined in the studio by Josh Gondelman, comedian, writer, producer for Jesus and Miro on Showtime, and the author of the essay collection, Nice Try. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. Your credit's amazing. Thank you. What are you doing
1: here? I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation with you. Josh, you could be anywhere. Well, that's look at this pedigree. Certainly, I could <laughs> I could be on any podcast in <laughs> Brooklyn right now.
0: <laughs> it's so cold. It's freezing cold. It's finally, so,
1: it just got cold. I Today. feel like we skipped a spectrum of temperature. Mm-hmm. Like we skipped the temperature that's like. 40, like 45, 40 to 50 degrees. Yeah. We no, just didn't have that. No, that doesn't gone. exist anymore. They just threw us into the deep end. Yeah, we go from 50 to 35.
0: And it's, I think the temperature plummeted 20 degrees today. Today.
1: from Because my dog wakes up very early for to be walked in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so when I was up at 5, I was almost like, oh, I don't need a jacket. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I got to my office at noon, I came in a little late today, it was like in the 30s, which is like, I understand intellectually that that happens, but I'm like, that should not be The science (laughs) should not allow it to just get progressively colder as the sun
0: ascends in the sky. No, it's, it really just messes with your brain. Like our animal brain takes over and it's like, this isn't right. Yeah, This is wrong. I don't care for this. I should be in a cave huddled with my brood. Mm -hmm. And now I have like the, I don't know about your apartment, but mine, it's like the calming clinks and thuds and dripping of a radiator. Oh yeah. For the next several months, which I sort of find comforting and nice.
1: I don't mind a radiator sound. I think I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. I grew up like in a uh, with radiator sounds and light traffic. I lived on kind of a like a moderately busy street mm-hmm. in a fairly small town, mm-hmm. so that there were always kind of cars whooshing by into the late evening. But it was not like,
0: ur, ur, hey, what are you doing out there? Yeah. So
1: it, I, I'm always comforted by like light traffic.
0: I'm comforted by noise. Yeah. Silence is too much for me. Uh, yeah, same. I'm comforted by just turning on something on Netflix. Yeah. And falling asleep to it. Here what we is go. something you've watched recently that you've liked that isn't Chelsea Peretti's one of the greats? So
1: I watch a lot of stand up. I like mm-hmm. really, as like stand up, I'm like maybe in a minority of people that like enjoy it just as a uh, consumer as well mm-hmm. or a, a, a fan. And I, my wife, Maris, and I watch Jenny Slate's new special oh, um, stage fright, yeah. which is so, it's just like so tender and lovely. Mm -hmm. It's very sweet and pleasant. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: A lot of nice little family insights, like family moments. It's so much sweeter than I thought it would be. So
1: sweet. And the stuff with their grandmothers is especially (laughs) like very cute which like I don't mean to like discuss female art as being like oh it's cute and precious mm-hmm. and whimsical but I think like that is the aesthetic of some of those documentary pieces yeah. just like a sweet conversation with an elderly grandmother mm-hmm. which is so it's just like a very um it was a very light and enjoyable viewing
0: experience. Yeah. I mean I know it wasn't but it almost felt more like it was towing the line of documentary about Jenny yeah. Slate yeah, yeah, yeah. than full on stand up special. Yeah I would have been interested to see like it, see it tilt
1: a little bit more one way or the other, mm-hmm. like, um, like the stand up uninterrupted with kind of a short, you know, ten minute documentary intro or outro mm-hmm. or something, or like, uh more family stuff with, like, a little less stand-up even, just, like, as, as kind of set up to these vignettes with the mm-hmm. family. But, like, I think the balance that was there was really nice, too.
0: Or just send, like, TLC over to her house and do an episode of Celebrity yeah. Ghost Hunters because...
1: It was... It felt like a very interesting companion to um Gary Goleman's recent special. I haven't seen that. It's really great. Um, And it's called The Great Depression, and it's about depression. Mm-hmm. And there, there's similarly documentary style like he talks with his mother he talks with his wife um there there's scenes with comedian friends with his psychiatrist i believe and the style is similar even though the subject matter is so different and the stylistically their comedy is so different Mm -hmm. like gary i think jenny's performance and gary's performance are very dissimilar but that's also like you know i'm i'm always happy to root for the jews of massachusetts (laughs)
0: Uh, So am I, you know
1: Thank you I didn't mean to put you on the spot As a Christian from Texas I support the Jews from Massachusetts Take a position on the Jews of Massachusetts (laughs) (laughs) It's 2019, pick a side
0: I'm on their side Mm -hmm. Unapologetically Thank you Shout it from the rooftop We're glad to have you
2: (laughs) Thank you so much for coming out I'm just like you guys I'm also a huge fan of my work And just really excited to see what I'm going to do up here uh, Tonight I am one of the greats one of the top comedians touring the country right now so it should be a great show
0: so i i think this will seamlessly transition into our conversation Perfect. about chelsea paredes one of the greats yes um her five-year-old stand-up special which is great and i hadn't seen it until this week oh that's great i'm not a big stand-up viewer sure like i if i'm gonna watch stand up, it's sort of like baseball yes if i'm gonna watch baseball I'm going to be at the stadium. Yeah, 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 If yeah, I'm going to yeah. watch stand-up, You're I'm going to be in go, the theater. Right,
1: go see something, and, uh, like, go see a live show with someone that you've been like, waiting to come yes. to town or mm-hmm. your favorite performer is throwing a big show. Yeah, I totally understand And I don't that.
0: necessarily just like pick and find mm-hmm. a new person. Yep but fortunately I'm pleasantly surprised by them when I watch them because I'm like oh this is nice why don't I do this all the time it
1: is better live like Mm -hmm. that's for that's true yeah Uh, uh, but I think like a good special is such a pleasure
0: yeah it really is nice and I and I guess as a comedian because like I said in the intro writer producer comedian I feel like I don't know how comedians ingest comedy mm-hmm. and i can assume that because everyone's different some people probably don't like watching other people's comedy yeah. specials some people do you've said that you do like watching comedy do. specials do you get pure enjoyment out of it just observing the landscape what do you get out of this because it's going to be so different from what i get which is just pure enjoyment
1: there are some that i watch just to enjoy mm-hmm. and like appreciate and th- it's like a real spectrum mm-hmm. it's like there's people that i wa- like this special is one that i watch because i enjoy it mm-hmm. and Uh, I'd seen it once I think right when it came out and then I rewatched it recently um, so we could I could talk more informedly. but then there's the ones that I watch like just to get the lay of the land where I'm like oh this is an interesting style or like I should know what this person is doing because they're very influential Mm -hmm. and then there's um, there are ones that I watch like out of kind of obligation yeah. like oh I know someone that did this and like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll watch it or know someone who's involved in this and I'll mm-hmm. watch it so the, I, I end up watching a lot of stand up and, and it's also because there aren't that many TV series that I watch by myself it's nice I watch more stand up than my wife and so when I'm watching stuff on my own it's fun to have, like, a stand-up special that I'm like, oh, I'm looking for... I can, I can enjoy this Wanda Sykes special that maybe, like, we would scroll by, like, 10 times, <laughs> you know, 10 different nights and be like, ooh, maybe someday. And mm-hmm. then when I'm alone, it's, like, a very easy thing to watch.
0: And also they're one and done. I Another thing yeah. I, gr- yes. I've come to appreciate about a stand-up special, you get the whole thing in, mm-hmm. you know, 63 minutes. Yep,
1: absolutely. Yeah. It's very single-serving. Mm-hmm. You can... It's also, like, my favorite thing to... If we're talking Netflix specifically, it's my favorite thing to like download for like a flight. Oh uh, yeah. Because it if you lose visual focus for a minute, it doesn't like sink your understanding of what's happening usually.
0: You're giving me some travel tips. Yeah, I really I never like do it. That.
1: I I really like it, especially yeah. for like if I'm flying to Chicago or something, it'll eat up a huge chunk of that and I'm not going to it's not like um I've I've d- I've had I've downloaded over and over again. It keeps expiring, and I keep re-downloading it, the movie Heat. And I'm just, like, never <laughs> in the mood to watch a three-and-a-half-hour heist film at, on, like, 12 square inches of screen. Mm-hmm. She got a great ass! And you got your head all the way up it!
0: As someone in the creative field, there can be a f- sort of fine line between influence and plagiarism sure do you find yourself watching them with any sort of anxiety i was wondering that like how do comedians watch these things and want to be inspired and want to figure out what the landscape is without saying like oh damn i wanted to make that sort of joke or like oh i can't make that joke does it affect your professional life
1: in a way i like knowing what there is to maneuver around Mm -hmm. and like knowing what the what has been covered in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I'll see something and I'll have like a different take on the same topic where it's different enough that it's like, oh, that is influenced by like, oh, that's an area of my life that I hadn't considered opening up. Mm-hmm. But it's like because my writing style and perspective are different enough that it's it you wouldn't even know that, it, you know, if you watch both back to back, you would just think, oh, they both are interested in the same topic. Yeah. But the one thing that kind of frustrates me sometimes is that like, because I watch a lot of standup and enjoy a lot of standup, I wish there were some way to like Google bits more effectively. Like yeah. I always joke about having a, oh starting a Facebook group for like 25 comics that, that I trust that you wouldn't just put something out there and then they would take it. Yeah. That, that would be just called like, Hey, have you heard anything like this? <laughs> and you just write like what the thing is and then you go, Oh, you know who has a thing? Like there was a, um, there's an old Hedberg joke about this Mm -hmm. or like um, Hannibal Burris did something like this on his last special
0: yeah it's just something it was I found myself thinking about it watching the Chelsea thing because I was putting myself I was trying to put myself in a comedian's shoes and being like it feels like there would be this like needling anxiety that wouldn't go away when you're performing this thing, and especially because of the nature of comedy when it's meant to be relatable so it shouldn't necessarily be surprising that you would have the same thought or find the same thing funny and it's like oh god that would drive me crazy like how do you do that. But there was a thing on
1: Jenny Slate's new special that I had, it's one, just a very quick line that I had parallel written but never performed. Mm-hmm. And it was, she's describing her grandmother and she says she's built like a cocktail shrimp, <laughs> which is like how I have, I had written that as like a, I've been saying comedically in various. Uh, capacities that I have the posture of a croissant. And I was trying to find like another way to say it. And I was like, oh, a cocktail shrimp is another thing that kind of has that like mm-hmm. gentle curl. And then I saw her do it and I was like, oh, I'm so glad that I watched this and didn't do this thing completely parallel. And then find out uh, eight months later, like when I went to record it for something that she had, Done that also. Mm-hmm. So I I like the professional due diligence. There's yeah. also on the on one of the greats, there's a, a joke that I think about so often that I'm like, it's like one of the true jokes that I'm like most jealous of of anyone. And I don't I don't know that I would have written it if I hadn't seen this special, mm-hmm. but like I think it in my own life as not a joke, this premise that she has, and I'm like, oh, that's Chelsea Peretti's bit about um wanting to... Wishing you could text your dog when you're at a party. And I think about that (laughs) so much. Mm -hmm. And it just, like, to... I, like... My because Marison and I, my wife and I always talk about like oh I wish we could just call her and be like hey we're like we'll be we're leaving in like an hour we'll be home in like eighty minutes <laughs> like
0: just chill and this like is your dog busy our dog busy who's mm-hmm. a pug
1: who whenever we are not home is definitely asleep like does not have any hobbies uh, does not
0: wish she could text you no yeah.
1: she I mean maybe if she's like hungry mm-hmm. she'd be like hey what the hell guys but usually we try to. That's the number one thing is like we know she makes sure she has plenty of food before we leave so she doesn't get fussy. Um, She's getting cranky in her old age. Oh, she is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So are my cats.
0: Yeah. So Chelsea Peretti, one of the greats. I think the best way to start talking about it is the opening, which is sort of like a parody of predominantly male, very 80s, 90s. Like when you think of a stand-up special, when you think of like the prototypical stand-up special, it's like Eddie Murphy. It's like this is what you see. And she did a send-up of it, so it's yeah. great.
1: Oh, I love it. I've recommended that people I was like, even if you if you don't know if you want to watch a special, watch the intro. It's so funny. And it's her talking about this is her first hour special, and she opens doing this kind of retrospective of this fictitious, long, decades-long stand-up career and showing clips from these fake specials that she'd performed. Mm-hmm. And there's one that's like very aggressive ones, very kind of, there's one that's like, I think it's pretty clearly she's doing Mike like in a sleeping bag. Oh, bed. in a sleeping <laughs> bag. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, it's so funny and she's like riding a motorcycle to the <laughs> venue. It's just like the mock hubris
0: is so funny to me. And it's not it's not nasty. It's which not I nasty. Appreciated. No. Like it comes from a place of respect. Yes. Which I feel like is the line you always or wanna be on in yeah. comedy.
1: It's and and other than the Mike Birbiglia one and like the kind of Eddie Murphy clothes mm-hmm. in the other one, she's not like and and I don't even think either of those are like taking shots at someone. No, I think it's yeah. just like using them as touchstones mm-hmm. of like these are recognizable things that you've seen and I've done them all. And so and like the fun is like she clearly hasn't, and it's not <laughs> mean spirited. It's just like here are these visual touchstones, and it's like affectionate mocking of the form, mm-hmm. which I love. I one thing I love about the whole special is that it is um there are elements throughout it that are like gently poking fun at and probing the form of an hour stand-up comedy special mm-hmm. without being like isn't it stupid I'm doing this mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because I think you can get too referential like I enjoy jokes mm-hmm. I enjoy stand-up comedy as a, a a form of entertainment and and expression and writing and performance and so I like that she's doing sincere stand-up comedy bits she's yeah. not just like uh, isn't it weird that I'm up here talking but there's also these elements of like the the intro is very like poking fun at the form and then throughout there are like cutaways to the audience and there will be dogs in the audience Mm -hmm. or there's like a her dressed as a clown uh in the wings making fun yeah yeah. stalking her mocking her Mm -hmm. and it's it's like i love those little flourishes because i think it adds texture but it doesn't like denigrate the form as Mm -hmm. much as it pokes fun at it from a place of like i'm I'm doing this sincerely. and here are the parts of this that are a little ridiculous, yeah.
0: there's like a a palpable reverence to the whole thing, like yeah. like she's like, no, i you can tell that she is very grateful for the opportunity to do this. Like there's not she's not doing anything disdainfully. and yeah, like, there's no condescension there, no. Um, And also it was interesting because I didn't, I had forgotten when this came out and it's now five years old. Yeah, I didn't, I had, I would have guessed like 2014. I would have guessed like 2017 probably. And and watching it at this moment, I I found myself wondering like, what would this special have looked like if it came out two years later? Totally. Which I feel like sort of speaks to American culture in 2014 too. Like everything was fine like things were bubbling into the surface but we were like okay sort of not acknowledging them you
1: know like the the culture itself like we were like there were there was a if not totally widespread a more widespread idea of like we're holding it together even when things are breaking it's like okay we can deal with this issue Mm -hmm. even when there are very serious horrible things happening people like this is an issue we have to deal with and then starting like late 2015 through 2016 more and more people were going like it's rotten to the core. Yeah. And, like, obviously there were, I think, like, maybe white people came to that realization last. A little late. Yeah. yeah, a little late. But I do think that—I I think you're right to say that, like, in 2014, there was less of a fully permeated feeling mm-hmm. of, like, things being mostly bad.
0: Yeah, and there's—but there's still, like—and I and I think even Chelsea, uh, in terms of comedy, and maybe my, my view of comedy is a little limited— But even she seems to be a little ahead of the curve. Yeah. And there's like, there's an anger there that maybe I wouldn't have noticed in 2014. Mm -hmm. But like watching it now, it's like, I wonder what I would have thought about this had I watched this five years ago. Yeah. And like uh, how my view would have changed now and like what she wanted to say and like felt that she couldn't say, like this will go down as a very interesting, like cultural artifact to people who watch comedy, like revisiting this in 10 years, 20 years will be really interesting. That is interesting because I
1: don't think it was it has aged well mm-hmm. yeah. but it but it does feel like if it came out in 2017 she might have gone even harder in deeper into certain mm-hmm. topics yeah if, okay. if that's what you're saying no that that, that that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: but but it's I mean it's still obviously very funny but it's she's, so funny yeah she's talking about creeps and DMs like she's talking about like income disparity and just yep. like gender disparity and it's and it's like obviously very thoughtful but I just found myself wondering like oh it, you that's can tell so that she wants to turn it up yeah and maybe I'm projecting but it's like oh there's because she's clearly a very smart person really and, like, smart and the material is comedian. really smart yeah and
1: thoughtful and and so that's why I, I like I wanted to reiterate like it, it's not like what she said you're like oh we're in a different world and this doesn't make sense mm-hmm. but it definitely I almost feel like this is like kind of a contrary hot take I almost feel like it's slightly more timeless mm-hmm. because it's not it, it, because it's not like mentioning like and Harvey Weinstein etc yeah. etc but it it is not oblivious to the specific stories of the Me Too movement has brought to the forefront yeah. and they're in there yes she's one of the people that I am most excited for like if and when she decides to do a new mm-hmm. hour special she's like one of the people that I'm like like I've seen just through friends in LA or like people that I follow in LA like her name has come up on lineups like more frequently lately and I'm just yeah like which I I don't know that Mm -hmm. like this is not reporting anything other than like oh I'm so psyched that she's doing stand-up because I'm I really like her at work yeah she has such a great blend of writing and performance Mm -hmm. where she's clearly like thoughtful about her delivery on stage and like she she moves back she's moving on stage Mm -hmm. and she's like there there's gestures I know that's like so Bland to say, like she gestures, but it's like her performance fills the space. Mm-hmm. Is I think the the way that I mean to say it. Yeah. Like, I
0: maybe I as someone who probably wasn't looking for that, yeah. I didn't even notice that until you said it. Yeah, I there's there's
1: learn. yeah, she's she's filling the space with intent and like with physicality, and and the writing is so funny, like it's, and it's not. Overwritten, which I always admire. Like, someone like her and someone like Gary Goleman, who I mentioned before, to come to... Like, she has that joke where she sets up, like, a friend said something, like, vaguely non-negative about Hitler. Mm-hmm. And then the response, the sarcasm, which is like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and it's, like, so <laughs> funny. Because it's not, like, what the hell are you talking about? Which is, like, maybe the the, like, level one way to respond to that with, like kind of righteous indignation but like what are you doing here is so like what is your game is like so funny a response to someone Mm -hmm. be like you know the blah 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 Hitler and then just to like respond with like as if they were like trying to trick you into going to the restaurant they wanted to go yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I just like love that that blend. And I think the individual bits, there are so many that I really like. The one about like why does surfers talk differently <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Like why does having doing an activity like change your accent is mm-hmm. so good. And the the dog one that I mentioned before about one to text a dog. There's just like the bits individually are so strong. And I feel like it really sustains for an hour where you're like, I just want to hear what this person thinks about things for as long as she'll tell
0: us. Yeah, and I love the asides that she did, and I was like, that that must be this this burden as as a comic whenever you are given the opportunity to do some sort of like high profile special yeah. like this, and you're like, how do I m- set myself apart? And in and in her case, it was like, I'm gonna do these weird asides in the audience. There'll yeah, be there there'll be people like yeah, there was a guy like eating a hard boiled egg at yeah. some point there's that clown do you find yourself fantasizing about that and like thinking about it like intellectually like what am i going to do when that happens yeah
1: i think about those kind of things a lot the hypotheticals and mm-hmm. and like what i want from stand up and i think like this is one that i just love so much Mm -hmm. because it's it's a a tweaking the form without like being like and i'm burning it down (laughs) and so and i think that's like the level that i that's like a frequency that i really that really resonates with Mm me of like i understand the history of this i'm not gonna try to do it in like a corny way like i'm self-aware of how it's gonna come off like i had a premise at one point of doing a special, there's this like beautiful little theater in my hometown mm-hmm. and having a special where I was walking from my parents' house to this theater to tape. It's like 300 seats-ish mm-hmm. uh, and walking down the street and I keep running into people from my hometown on the way who are either like oh yeah yeah, i'll be there or like completely unaware that i'm a comedian and (laughs) and then when i show up there's nobody at the theater which i thought would be like a very funny intro Mm -hmm. and then like you know whatever people file it i think originally it was going to be um people like wandering in and out Mm -hmm. uh but like i i think about it a lot because like even the size of the venue impacts so much Mm -hmm. of uh and, and the way the venue itself looks like um Dion Cole and John Mullaney both did specials this year that look gorgeous. Yeah. Like John Mullaney's at Radio City Music Hall and I forget where Dion Cole filmed, but it mm-hmm. looks stunning. And that's like so that does so much of like when you're in this big beautiful theater killing, as uh Chelsea Peretti's specialist too mm-hmm. at the Palace of Fine Arts or something in, in yeah, San Palace Francisco. Mm-hmm. And like that makes so much of a difference difference but or you could do it in a very small space like Wyatt Snack, a couple years ago did a special called Brooklyn at Union Hall which is teeny tiny and the intimacy of that and like he would intercut it with like there were there were some puppets there were some puppets there uh, and it just felt very like intimate and cozy and like storytellery in a way that like th- you felt like The venue and the production suited how personal it was and the pacing of the stories. Mm -hmm. And so I I think about that a lot like, what would it would suit me? And I I think like a theater that looks a little glitzy, but isn't too big because I don't perform in big theaters so Mm -hmm. often. I don't have like big theater energy theater energy <laughs> i have i have like um because i perform mostly in comedy clubs and like little alternative venues yeah. so i have like an energy that suits performing to like a couple hundred people mm-hmm. and i and i think that that's when you take someone that performs like that and put them in a a, a room of 1500 people just for the special right like they're touring working shopping it mm-hmm. in as in smaller venues i i think sometimes it reads a little bit of like Oh, these your the laughs usually come differently.
0: Mm-hmm. You've recorded a couple and released a couple comedy albums. Mm-hmm. When you know that that it's rolling, yeah. How does that affect your performance? I
1: interestingly feel like more loose when I'm recording the album than mm-hmm. the few weeks before when I'm running the really? set. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm running the set, I'm like trying to just remember how it goes in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. or like see make sure it hangs together, make sure I'm not like even doing something silly, like using the same word too many times over the course of an hour so that it's conspicuous. Yeah. But then when I'm recording, I'm like, okay, here we are, you know what you're doing. So like, let's see if there's anything in this moment that is really vital or, or lively in the moment. And Mm -hmm. I, and I enjoy doing like, I don't go totally wild riffing, but it is like, if I have an idea, I will say it. Like I'll follow a thread uh, or if something interesting happens in the room, I'll follow that thread just for the sake of, like, well, we're here now, and this is what it is, and, like, I'm not going to write myself a whole new bit. But if I think of something fun, because the, I think it's easier to write on stage when the audience is better. Yeah. Like, when they're laughing already, and you can just kind of, like, keep bopping that balloon up in the air or whatever, mm-hmm. it's so much and then, like a really juice crowd for a for a recording is like fun, like that.
0: Yeah, I can feel like that. I I feel and I feel like that would sort of be the case if if it were filmed, like just it's yeah, still I think recorded, so. it's the same. Yeah,
1: thing. and there's like an excitement in the crowd, mm-hmm. and there's and you, it's it's an hour that you've like put if you're together. on TV or something. Yeah, yeah, and you know what you're doing, and like it's a little different with like a five minute like a late night set because you have the parameters that it has to fit. Like you're mm-hmm. shooting it to time. But mm-hmm. like when you're recording something that's your own special, if you like go a few minutes over, it's just more that's gonna get cut. But that's yeah. okay. Like, that's fine. Yeah, and it's like w- the potential benefits I think of being like
0: present in the moment are are really great. When you've done late night shows, mm-hmm. I would assume that that's like one of the best audiences you could possibly have because they're usually like hyped up tourists who will just like they want to love everything. Yeah. Like they're they're the they're just a kind excited audience is that the case
1: they're generous mm-hmm. but I don't know it's it's tough because you're the only stand up they've seen in mm-hmm. a lot of cases mm-hmm. like you're coming on at the end of a taping of a show where they came to see the host probably and they've already seen celebrities mm-hmm. and so you are they're nice in that they like know to clap and cheer <laughs> but it's a little bit like you're doing They're they're seeing the thing you're doing for the first time yeah. so sometimes you have to like like um, snap them into it a little bit okay. of like here's a quick joke so you know that I know how to tell jokes because they don't know who you are that's mm-hmm. the other thing of like yeah like in out al- my album tapings the last couple have been like rooms of I two hundred plus mm-hmm. I think like I think I have like two twenty five for my previous album and then I did my last one at the Bell House in Brooklyn which was packs out at like 350 so mm-hmm. it was in that neighborhood okay and those people came there intentionally to see me so yeah. like when I got on stage they were like great this is the part I came for yeah Whereas we like, like you when you're <laughs> yeah exactly we already like you yeah but when you're at a taping of like a late night show they're there to see Jimmy Fallon and what Jimmy Fallon presents mm-hmm. and but like I did a spot on the late night show with James Corden which was very fun and the audience was really great but they'd already seen James Corden the guy whose name is on the sign and then the guests were jessica alba and gabrielle union who mm-hmm. are like uh a list stars mm-hmm. and then they're like and now this guy so it didn't it takes they were ready yeah. but i think if i hadn't done a good job it would have shown up mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because i don't think they were there to like
0: i think they would have noticed but you did a good job. Thank you. I tried to do a, you good, did a good job. I think job. it was good. Speaking of good jobs, uh, we can start wrapping this up. Sure. Because I've 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 taken the amount of time I said I would take from you. No, this has been lovely. But do you know the? Um, I believe it used to be a Vulture podcast. Now it may not be. But the Jesse David Fox podcast, Love it. good yeah. one. Mm-hmm. What is so? It's a podcast about like a great joke. Comedians interviewing comedians and talking about like a good joke that yeah. they have, Their good one. The history of it. What is your like favorite? little bit what's the what's the best one from this chelsea peretti special what are you most obsessed obsessed with to use this language
1: that the that dog bit is so funny and good i've talked about it so much
2: i wish i could text my dog like that is so irritating to me that i could text everybody in my life that i love except my dog and he would be the perfect person to text because he's always home Okay, he would always be available. I could be uncomfortable at a dinner party and just shoot him a text, just like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing, little cutie? And then he'd write back, just like, nothing. As per you, what about you? And I'd just write back, I feel awkward at this party. I don't know what to do. And he'd just be like, sniff people's butts. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, that's more your thing. That's not something I do. And he'd be like, oh, sorry, I can't read your mind at all times. I'm just trying to help out. I'm sorry, I mean. (sighs) Why don't you just lick your own butt and then try to lick them right here, like right inside their lip. (laughs) They're right, right there. I'm like, dude, once again, looking at my life through the prism of your own experience. It's like fucked up. And he's like, all right, well, like, what about, try to go outside, it's so fucking cool out there. (laughs) Like, even if you can just look out a window for a second, I promise you, there is shit you can see that no one else can see, Chelsea. I'm like, dude, fuck you. Click. And then people are like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to fight with this guy. He's <sighs> a dog.
1: The texting the dog thing, I'm just like, oh, like almost like mad she got there first. Mm-hmm. In a jealous way. And I think like one of the best compliments you can give. A comedian. I mean, like, as a comedian, as a, com- to com- a comedian. Com- comedian to comedian, is like, I'm so mad at you for writing that bit because it's yeah. so good. Not like career jealousy, not like I'm jealous that you booked that role in this TV show, but like that joke you wrote is so good, it makes me mad. It's like yeah. my favorite compliment. Yeah.
0: You want to be jealous of other comedians. Yes.
1: And jealous of their capacity to create and like recognize stuff that you're like, Oh, you got it! Like you, mm-hmm. you found this thing that I didn't realize I was looking for.
0: And ultimately, do you feel that watching specials like this improves your own comedy? I, I think so. Yeah,
1: because yeah. I, I think there's, unless you are a, um, one of one, genius mm-hmm. who's doing something with no precedent, which I am, definitively not one of those. <laughs> I think the the who and, and in in that case, like by looking at other stuff, you're like diluting your own unique vision, right? right or you could be. I find like to see to know what I like and and even in stuff that I'm like that is not my style uh to know like, oh, like in and Dion Cole's special, I think we perform very different kinds of stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. but like the the way he the confidence and like the time he takes, with his jokes I'm like oh yeah that's something I should think of I don't just have to like fill silence with words yeah and like watching Chelsea Peretti special it's like oh yeah there she has like really smart incisive ideas like side by side with really silly big performative stuff Mm -hmm. and and I think it makes me better to see the tools that other people are working with not necessarily like what they not not always what they do with those tools Mm -hmm. but just like Oh, this is the kind of thing that is possible to do. Yeah, uh, and, and it's not just like the things that I would do if I was writing infinitely in a a, a little black box or whatever.
0: <laughs> I think that's a lovely response Thank uh, you. and a nice place to to come to our conclusion. Final question: What will your Netflix special be called?
1: Oh, um, so I think I have a title for okay, this, what is which it? is um. Drew Grant, who used to write for the uh, Observer, oh I know Drew, yeah yeah yeah, I mean... yeah, once wrote that that my personality was pathological sweetheart, <laughs> and I think I would steal that from her. She, I I almost called my book that pathological sweetheart. Yeah, but my <laughs> my agent was like, but what is that? And I think with a special, it like you you have to do a little less of the work of like drawing people to it, right? Yeah. Uh, and with a book, I think. The People publisher. are going to judge it by the cover. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, Pathological Sweetheart, that'll be great. Thank I can't you. wait to see it on Lights. Um, thank you. This was so much fun. Um, thank you for coming here to talk about it. Thank this. you for having me. Um, you can watch Jesus and Mirror on Showtime now. You can buy Nice Try anywhere you get books. Oh, yeah. And you can watch Chelsea Peretti, One of the Greats, on Netflix right now. yeah, yeah.